welcome everyone to Super Kicking It With Steven. That's right, Super Kicking It With Steven, your favorite host right here, Steven A1181. We got Greg coming soon. We'll have the band back together. We got plenty to talk about. Uh, I definitely want to hear his thoughts on what is going on in this whole AW drama, possibly backstage. So as soon as Greg jumps on, we're going to get here. We got Big Ben in the chat. Good to see you, Big Ben. How you doing? Hopefully things are going well. Uh, yeah, lots to talk about CM Punk, anniversary of CM Punk debuting last year uh, for the first dance. And now uh, we got some CM Punk news as well as far as, you know, backstage stuff. It, you know, it's always that thing. You take it with a grain of salt. But, hey, drama is drama, so we like to talk it up. Also, we'll be, um, Greg has not had a chance to, you know, give his thoughts on Triple H's uh, lead in the charge, his new, you know, takeover of everything. So uh, we had Heat Wave this week on Tuesday night. I thought that was very good. Harking back to the black and gold days. Yes, there were two faces, but it did feel like there was a different environment, a different feel to it. So uh, we'll talk that up. Uh, we have, you know, possible, well, we, we do have a, AEW World Title match next week. Uh, I'm going to unify the titles there, or at least get one champion. We're going to definitely talk that up. Uh, WWE wise, you know, Io or Io Sky, Dakota Kai are killing it on the main roster. We saw Toxic Attraction get a nice run, and we'll see if they keep going. Uh, just good stuff happening, and you know, as soon as Greg gets on here. We're going to just hit the ground running with all that good news. And uh, I guess I could kind of throw it out right now that Emma, form, or formerly Emma, Danielle Dashwood, has is officially a free agent. Uh, she dates Madcap Moss, so I think the writing there is you could probably see her back at WWE sooner rather than later. It'll be curious to see if she'll, they'll let her use Danielle as her name or bring her back as Emma. But... Uh, I definitely the writings on the wall that she is headed back. You know, her and Paige kind of credited for that whole Eva's revolution with the match they had way back on the next TV. Uh, you know, so definitely would like to see her, you know, in a all-out, full-out run, kind of see what she could bring. Uh, she's been killing it independently and killed it in impact. So give her the chance to shine, like I said. Uh, probably as to Neil, I would think, with Triple H's card, you know, maybe letting people come back with their real name or, you know, close to their real name would be the big thing to do. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, i just very interested to hear Greg's take on what is going on here. Um, you know, there's this is from the Wrestling Observer newsletter that backstage drama in AEW involving many of the top guys has gotten worse in the month recent weeks, so hard to tell. You know, there was rumbling that maybe CM Punk wasn't going to work Wednesday night, but he did. And now we have the unification match, or at least the possibly the match. You know, I'll be interested to see if they, they pull some swerve on that. You know, especially if it's in the beginning of the night, you got to think it's not going to leave, you know, right away. It's not going to end well, or it's not going to end with the right finish, so... Um, it sounds like there's, you know, pretty much a camp of CM Punk, then the camp of Hangman Adam Page. Uh, you know, it's 
this is probably the period where, you know, AEW is going to swim <laughs> through some rough waters. You know, it, it wasn't going to be all uh, butterflies and angel kisses, you know, smooth sailing. I, I think, you know, egos are going to get in the way, you know, and we'll just kind of see how they handle it. Um, what is this off camera? Uh, no, Big Ben. What is what's John Moxley doing off camera? He hopefully he's not, you know, in any bad way or anything like that. Um, you'll have to you have to get us on the know on that because I must have missed that bit of news for John Moxley. But hopefully it's nothing, you know, that's going to deter him or you know maybe that's the reason why they're rushing this, you know, AEW world title match because uh, you know that's a money match that you could have it all out and i i think the crowd would be behind cm punk obviously but you know that's that's your money match because if you get the title match now out of the way what is the title match i get i guess it would have to be mjf coming back you know on wednesday night and stepping up to the plate and you know i think if that's the case don't you almost have to put the title on him on, you know, at All Out. Uh, that weekend is going to be so busy for us wrestling fans as we'll have Saturday, September 3rd, I believe it is. Yeah, we'll be Clash of the Castle about 1.30, kickoff time here in the States. Uh, and then Wednesday, or Tuesday, yeah, Sunday, we'll have Worlds Collide, which will be kind of NXT UK stuff going at it. And then uh, we'll also have, and I think that's going to be in the middle of the afternoon, which is interesting timing. And then we'll have all out that evening. And like we said, I'll be interested to kind of see if, if we're not going to get the world title match between Moxley and Punk there, what are we going to get there? So uh, what is this? Let's see. The team he was with stirred up drama rights to match in it. They were cussed at him and even threw a chair at him. Oh, awesome. <laughs> okay, yes, I did not catch all that drama. So, yeah, um, interesting. AEW right now, it, it's very surprising how much the momentum has shifted between AEW and WWE. Think of being back in town, guess who's back, back again, uh, return of the Greg. I was going to play all these comeback songs for you, Greg, but... <laughs> To YouTube being, you know, copyright being, I could not play all the cool back songs that we could have played for you. Back in Black, Boys Are Back in Town, Return of the Mac. I mean, come on. We could don't call it a comeback. I mean, this could have been. There we go. Fifteen songs for you, Greg. But unfortunately, YouTube wants to be, you know, they want to make sure people get their money. So anyways, look who. We're, we're just going to bring you full screen, Greg, because look, we have not seen your face in parts unknown for a long time, so glad to have you back. I was just shooting on the drama. You know, who would have thought, Greg, we'd have AW drama? Have you caught any of this, you know, CM Punk business that has been happening, or did I try to catch you up? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've seen some of, a couple of stories about it, and um, there's some heat between Punk and Hangman, hence the uh, beginning of Dynamite on Wednesday where he calls out Hangman and nobody comes out. So, you know, that was a little off script there. So you're looking at it like that's a bad look right there. Unless, Do you buy you it? Know, that, 
Punk is not necessarily unhappy, but I don't I don't know what because you know then he put a big Twitter post about or a Instagram post about being happy to be back. You know this is this is all CM Punk weekend, Greg. But this is when he came back a year ago, so you know is it all just good timing <laughs> by AEW to try to make something out of nothing? And, and like I said, maybe try to scare the ship a little bit in their favor because let's face it, WWE with Triple H in charge, they've taken away the momentum, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, you figure there's going to be some backstage beef. I mean, AEW has been one big happy family for three years, but, you know, you know, there's cracks backstage. You know, there's going to be guys who don't like each other, guys who are, you know, happy to bring some of that backstage beef out front. And, you know, we've been applauding them for it. I mean, go back to Punk versus Eddie Kingston or uh, the whole Punk and Colt Cabana business and, there's a whole lot of backstage stuff that comes out to the front of the stage. So um, I'm not surprised at this at all. And it does seem like a, a pendulum swing with, you know, things getting happier in WWE where that has been like the point of contention for a, a whole locker room as opposed to AEW. And now it's just switch sides with, you know, Triple H coming into power. So um, not surprised at all. And, if this is true, and it sounds like it is, and, and I have no reason not to believe it, especially after that promo that Punk did, calling out Hangman, that, um, you know, it looks like some real beef getting out, and Tony Khan's going to have to do some work to, you know, restore law and order before things go crazy. And even people have talked about Tony Khan, and like we said, when you watch some of his media scrums, I mean, the guy looks like he hasn't slept in days. I mean... You think it's wearing on him being that only voice in the room. Yeah, I mean, you know, his EVPs are, you know, disappearing. You know, Cody's gone. You know, the Bucks are, you know, doing Bucks things. Kenny's been gone for a long time. So he's probably, you know, doing way too much by himself, you know, or with the skeleton crew of of uh, cronies. So... You know, and it look he looks at when he comes out and you know cuts a promo or you know does his glad handing after a show. So you know he needs to learn to delegate, or he's going to end up you know with a heart heart attack, Triple H style. And he's young. That's the thing. It's like you know, and you know, and I understand at times you need one voice to stand above the rest, but at the same time, you also need other you know. You need a couple sous chefs, as they say, in the True. kitchen. So, yep. um, and then the other bit of news, Greg. I, uh, by the way, I'll let you give your thoughts for the last call as a small tease about Triple H. Uh, so that will be my last call question. Uh, so we can actually have some time to delve on that. But uh, it's all CM Punk in the news at the beginning, Greg, because now we're going to get the World Championship on Wednesday. Is this a hot shot angle? Or is this a MJF's going to come out at the end of it? Yeah, this this shocked me as soon as I saw it because, like, figured this is going to be all out. That way, you're going to have, you know, three more weeks of, you know, mic work and, you know, the standoffs and stuff like that. And now you're giving it to us next week. I mean, why? I mean, this this is you know a pay per view match on Dynamite and. This is going to be the biggest dynamite ever with with this match happening. So, 
with them giving it to us right now, something's got to be up. And the biggest thing that now everybody's talking about is MJF. And so I'm, I wouldn't put it beyond a non-finish happening, um, you know, brawling into the stands or something like that. And, you know, the referee counts them out. But it, it even as lawless as AEW seems sometimes, when it comes to big matches, they deliver on big matches as far as giving us a winner, giving us an outcome we can chew on. And so it seems like it'd be a huge cop-out if they did something like that. Um, having MJF come out at the end and uh, way later champion, or let's say uh, Punk beats Moxley or Moxley beats Punk, and then MJF pops out and lays out whoever won. And he goes off as the hero of the segment because, you know, everybody, the roof is going to blow off the place if he comes in. Um, and then that sets up all out. So there's there's something up, and I think the most likely scenario with this match happening right now is that we get a winner, and then MJF is going to come out as the new number one contender because, after all, he is still, um, you know, has a ridiculous record, and you know, this kind of like mea culpa for, um, you know, his contract demands and. Now, as part of his new deal, he gets the first shot at the championship when he goes back. We almost have to put the title on him at all out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I don't see any way. I think you, I'm, you know, and that would feel like a hot shot title change, but at the same time, you know, it's probably, it would probably have to happen. I I just think you couldn't, if, if it was, you know, if it's as big as pop as it could be. And, you know, even if, and that's the thing, too, do you, do you have MJF go over Punk in Chicago, though, with that turn in, or you just have to go over Boston? So that would be the curious question. Or you just have triple threat, then that way he could go over, you know, both in a way. But um, I would I would think, Greg, you'd have to put the title on MJF if he comes back on Wednesday night. And I also said, it depends on where this match is. Do they, you know, give us at the beginning of the night? <laughs> and, you know, maybe it is a clean fish. And then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe at the end of the night, somebody comes out. But um, it's definitely something has to happen. I don't, because, you know, like we said before, Greg, we didn't know who would be facing Moxley, because right now, or right at the moment, there was nobody that was on Moxley's level. <laughs> you know, that yeah. was going to be there. So that's why it's so curious why you're doing it now. And then where are we going to go for all out? And and surprisingly that they'll do something like this because usually they let the story play out for the pay-per-view. Right. So, you know, something has to be planned for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this match. I mean, I wish it was three weeks from now, but, you know, this would be them giving us something we didn't know we wanted. And um, like I said, this could it sounds like the return of MJF and this is going to put MJF in kind of like a stone cold Steve Austin role in the, like a, the new millennial version of stone cold where he says whatever he thinks and he's the heel, but people still love it. And with the whole way, this whole story is played out with him, 
as soon as he comes back, the place is going to go bananas and everybody's going to be in love with him. And it's going to take a couple promos dissing on the crowd and doing his thing to even turn that if he still can't. I mean, at this point, he's gone into that stone cold realm where he can be as good or as bad as he wants and people are still going to love him. So um, that's the interesting, you know, piece of the picture that, that is sitting there and we're going to be curious to see how it works out. You know, and then you have, you know, Moxley and Punk, they're already, they're already in that vein anyway. And so, you know, the more I think about it, a triple threat sounds more interesting because you have three guys who are almost in the peas out of the same pod in a way. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, it's going to be definitely something to watch on Wednesday night. So. Um, and that, that could be the way for AW to kind of get their name back up in a positive light as well. Because right now, it doesn't seem like things, you know, are that positive. You know, we now, we, you know, and we could get into Dynamite and who we saw come back. I think that's going to be a good way to get things back as well. Um, well, that was what we had for news-wise. So let's take a quick commercial break and get to some Raw, NXT, and uh, SmackDown talk, and then uh, we'll kick it back in AW to get them going back on the page. So, uh, yeah, there we go. So let's do a quick Rogue Energy, and then uh, we'll get right into – why don't we switch things up, Greg, since we're talking about – AEW, we'll just go right into that because my last call is all about WWE. So I'll shift some things around and we'll just go right into AEW talk now. And uh, sure. after our road energy talk. So we're kind of on that page. We're going to switch things up just for S's and G's, the big thing. Whatever. So uh, that's where we were off on that. 
Um, you know, obviously a really solid promo. I, you know, it is one of those things I think that's, you almost had to do the match now because that gives you that feeling of, okay, they fired all the bombs they could at each other. We need to see the fight. So in a way, it's probably unique that it's going to be next week, but uh, tell us straight some, some of the thoughts on the, the one-liners by Punk. Yeah, holy cow. Just shots fired all over the place. I mean, it was great just and hearing the fans connect the dots when he's talking about you're only the second best Kingston I've been in the ring with. It takes a minute to think about, oh, oh, Kofi, okay. And then he goes, you you know, the third best member of your group and not the first time. So you think back to the shield and just all the references that you take a minute to stop to think about it. And then you hear the reaction, oh, got him again. It, it almost sounded like a, you know, if you watch a rap battle and you have this rapper, rapper A and his crew and rapper B and his crew and rapper A is going on, his his uh, his crew is going crazy. Like it was the sickest burn ever. And then rapper B will do the same thing. And that's kind of what it was like here, except uh, it was just punk dropping all these burns and the, the crowd listening, then making the connection and then the big reaction. And, you know, we were playing along at home, too, you know, during the math and like, oh, OK, he's talking about this guy. OK, so brilliant, brilliant uh, stuff he was doing right there. And then Moxley come out, you know, he's not going to be able to hang on the, on the mic with Punk. Very few guys can. And, um, you know, he just does his tough guy thing. He does his little, you know, cocky yeah, walk. Yeah, and, walk. Got, yeah that's right. I guess it is. <laughs> yeah, and you know, then they start to fight. So it, it's it's uh, it was perfect for those two, and um, loved the whole segment. It was awesome, you know, all the way to the pull apart, and um, even when uh, Moxley comes back and interrupts Tony Nese's entrance later, and you know, calls Punk back out. You know, it, it all was it felt genuine and real. So yeah. uh, loved the whole thing. Uh, Brian Danielson picks up a big win over Daniel Garcia, Greg. But uh, tension in the jazz over there. And I would say it's, it's probably due. I, I think Garcia, we've said it all along, Garcia makes such a solid choice to be in the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, so I, I don't know how soon we'll get it, but I, I do think we got to see it sooner rather than later. Uh, you, had, you had Brian Danielson, you know, go to shake the hand. Jericho didn't like that. Uh, and, yeah, we were, you know, Jericho leaves, and then Garcia reluctantly follows him eventually. <laughs> but I, I think it's coming, Greg. You know, and I, I think overall Jericho's probably going to slow down anyway. So, you know, the sooner the Jericho appreciates the society breaks up, probably for the better, but at the same time, you just did add NMJ. You have, you know, Ty and Sammy in there, so uh, I, I think Daniel Garcia being out of it is okay, because you do have Sammy as the young gun in there. You still have, you know, Daddy yeah. and Magic and Matt, whatever. I was going to say Matt and Trey, because they make me think of Matt and Trey from uh, South Park, the creators of that, but anyway. Uh, Hager, whatever, so uh, you know, I think there's still some legs on there, but obviously the bigger story. Now, how does 
Garcia and Will Yuta, you know, get together in that vein, Greg. That's to be interesting. Unless that shifts Will Yuta out of there, maybe back with the best friends. I don't know, but uh, should be. You know, I, I think Garcia makes so much sense for the Blackpool Combat Club, and I'll be curious to see how soon we get that. Uh, really solid match too. I mean, whenever you know, I I would have liked to see Garcia pick up the win. He's already got one win over Daniel Bryan or for Brian Danielson, so he can only hold that hold that in his uh his utility belt. But you know what another win would have done for him. So slowly though, he you know he's getting a character. He's moving you know moving things along. Greg obviously we know he can work in the ring, and he's only twenty three, <laughs> which is the scariest thing. You know that is one thing I I do think AW's got the edge with their younger. You know they got some real young talent. Uh, WWE wise, it's the women that are younger, Greg. And you know, there's some young guys in there, but AW, you know, MGF's 25. Uh, you know, I would think Gloria Yuta's probably not that old, maybe under 30. So, and then you got, you know, now you got Daniel Garcia. So, um, yeah, Jungle Boy 25. I mean, you know, yeah. Darby Allen. So, MJF. MJF. So they've got that edge there. But uh, what about the match between the two? And, uh, what do you think about Garcia in the Blackpool Combat Club? Yeah, hands down, best match of the week. Yeah. And and I love the main event on this card too. So, uh, But still, best match of the week between Bryanson or Danielson and uh, Garcia. Garcia, he's, he's got to be a member. When he was, when Danielson was talking to Moxley about forming the BCC, and all the young guys that they could bring into it. Garcia was one of the first guys they mentioned. And um, I, I think it's, like I said, it's a matter, matter of if, it's a matter of when. And just the fact that now the score is one-to-one, you know, it lends itself to, you know, a tiebreaker. And, you know, I think we're going to end up seeing a third match because these first two matches have been so awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, both of these guys have put the other to sleep. These have been brutal matches, but amazing matches. So, you know, who wouldn't want another one? So I think we're going to get a third match, and that probably at the end of that third match is where we're going to get the full turn. And he Uh, comes in. All out? We get the third match with all out? That would make the most sense, absolutely. I mean, you know, you need a bigger stage and all the eyeballs on it when it happens and they've done a great enough job building it up and with these two epic matches already and you know we're going to be chomping for another one and this is the best platform to put it on maybe jericho puts the stipulation you win you're staying with us you lose you're out of jericho's appreciation you know appreciation society Uh, i think that's where that's where that should go uh, the Gun Club defeated Varsity Blondes and they took out their daddy ass. But then the acclaim came to save for daddy ass. That's all I got, yeah. Greg. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I the Gun Club probably needs to get off, you know, and do some of them on their own anyway without, you know, the acclaim, without Billy Gun. So we'll see what they could truly do now. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun little, you know, undercard thing to happen. Get some exposure for the gun club. I mean, I'm still not a big fan of theirs, but 
you know, they've been decent. So, yeah. you know, you're cultivating your young talent. Nothing wrong with that. And so and that, you yeah, put them that, on. That's another two guys that are, yeah, I think they're under 25. Right. So they could be something with some more seasoning and some yeah. more character work, stuff like that. So, you know, you know, they're, they're just green right now. Green is yeah. grass, but you know, you got to get your, get your reps in somewhere and this is as good a spot as any. So I didn't hate it. No, I don't love it. So, but I, I just didn't love the acclaim making a save <laughs> after they get turned on my Billy gun. Essentially, it's like, yeah, like you were just he, he was the one who called us, you know, he kind of made the call to the Suns to beat up them just what two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and now yeah. they're making a save on him. So, it, I don't know, it seemed kind of because we better not go right back and have you know, Billy Gunn like. Have his kids take him out again for a second time. I mean, what? That's you know, how many times did you just keep going back to that? So, um, how about Jungle Boy and Christian Cage? There was, you know, we're we're finally getting some Jungle Boy personality, Greg. Yeah, I like it. See him, you know, cut a uh, a man sized promo. Just not happy go lucky, but you know, some fire in his voice and you know that little glare in his eyes and you know. You know, he's feeling himself a little bit. So that's the part of Jungle Boy we have not seen yet. You know, aside from like this last week or two of, of promos. And I like it. You know, when he puts some anger in his voice, he sounds good. And now it's going to come out to the match and not just doing, you know, flippy, cute moves, but going and trying to beat down Christian Cage for what he did and say it about his, uh, about his peeps, about his family. So, um, I'm excited to see how the match is going to work out, but you know the whole segment with you know him cutting the this meme promo. You know I'm all for it. Even if we did move the move the needle too quickly on Luchasaurus, I really love to love to see what they could have done with Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. I think they really gave up too quick on that. Because who knows where that could went? You know maybe you could have had Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus at all out, and then Christian Cage down the road, but. Um, you know, it is what it is at that rate. Um, Tony Storm defeated Kylan King. Uh, are we getting Storm and Thunder Rosa maybe one on one again at All Out, Greg? Because I'm really not sure who's next for Thunder Rosa at All Out, but we obviously need somebody for her. No, it is Tony Storm. It's gonna, that's going to be the match at okay. uh, at All Out. So that's official. Thunderstorm is not a thing for the foreseeable future, and. Uh, Tony's got the next title shot. Yeah. Does Tony take the title off her? Uh, I first first thought is no, but you know if you want to, you know, give some love to to Tony and you know give give some shine to you know somebody else in the women's division. You know, Thunder Rosa is a made woman now, so yeah. Um, She's helping, you know, raise the level of everybody else. So, I I can see Tony Storm winning, and it would only be a small surprise at this point. So I don't see anything wrong with with Tony Storm winning. Do I think she'll win? No, but I can I can picture it happening. I mean, ultimately, it's all coming to Jade. I mean, that's that's probably the you know, like we said, I I you know, like I've said, I think by double or nothing, Jade is champion. Are at double or nothing next year. I mean, that's there's no doubt about it. 
Right. So, um, and then finally, um, in the <laughs> not so surprising but surprising return, uh, if you know if you've been watching BTE or catching little glimpses here and there, I, I mean, I, it was definitely do that. I mean, it would have been awesome to see Hangman Adam Page in that third person for the Elite. And you still wonder that they're playing up the fact that Kenny is, you know, technically working hurt. You know, he had the black compression shirt on. He had, um, what, he had the knee brace on or something. Like, he had, he was working very slow, you know, and methodical. And, you know, the knee was buckling at times and all that. So, uh, be curious to see if maybe Hangman slides in there if they win down the road, but uh, I guess that's the thing too, Greg. Who is your pick for the Trios Championship right now? Well, I know who I want to win it, but I don't think they're going to. Um, who do you want to win? I want Death, Tri- Death Triangle to win. Okay, Death Triangle. Um, love Death Triangle. They deserve um, you know, the Trios belts. They're just amazing together and, you know, We've seen what Penta and Ray can do as tag team champions. So it just fits. Um, so that's who I want to win. That's not who I think is going to win. Um, it's going to come down to the elite versus the um, Adam, Adam Cole <laughs> and Red Dragon. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's going to be a banger of a match. Um, I, I'd still rather see my guys in there, but I think that's what the storyline is is leaning towards. So, well, my dark horse was the best friend. I'm like, they're finally due for something, right? I mean, you know, at least Death Triangle, Greg, you have packed with the uh, all landing title, so he can have that. But I think the best friends just go out and do their thing. You know, they put on bangers and matches that time, especially during the pandemic. And True. you know. I mean, Orange Cassidy was so over and then got hurt and kind of, you know, unfortunately had a reset, but I feel like the best friends would be an awesome, like, Dark Horse champion, you know, even if it is a short title run. But, yeah, there's no doubt. This is the elite. And then it's going to be, you know, I, I guess they're just going by Undisputed. <laughs> I don't know what they're calling themselves, but, uh, yeah, there's no doubt. It's, you know, and then, like I said, you maybe have Hangman slide in there somehow if Kenny can't. You know, maybe Kenny's out the last match, and you know, <laughs> it's a four-person. They're they're a quadrant or something. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> there's no doubt Hangman is going to be back with the Elite somehow, and with Omega back, I think Kenny Omega being back as well, Greg, behind the scenes, I think that has to help some, help help out, right? I mean, especially with the women's division, because I think he was kind of making that his baby. And hopefully that could finally get going. So, you know, maybe maybe Omega is a, another voice back there that, you know, could kind of relieve some of the pressure off Tony Khan. Maybe. I'm curious to see how it's going to work out because the women's division has kind of languished for a while. We haven't seen Britt Baker in a little bit. Um, yep. Thunder Rosa is all, in all the Thunder Rosa show pretty much. Um and it's been, you know, when's the last time we saw Nyla Rose? Um, I see that Penelope Ford's about to come back. So, you know, that's a little um, injection of of talent that we all know about. But um, when's the last time you saw Sheeta? Um, we know Kenny loves the uh, 
the girls from Japan. So we may see uh, Rio come back. We may see uh, Amy Sakura and um, the the bouncing pixie girl. I forgot what her name oh, is. Maki, right Maki Oda, the middle finger girl. <laughs> yeah, the magical girl. What, yeah, what, yeah. what I think was her name? Maki, yeah. yeah. And Amy so, Sakura is like the Freddie Mercury type. She was right. Or at least she was. Yeah, that, but, that, I'll be curious, because like you said, they're very surprised that Sheeta, for all that she did, you know, especially like, you know, talk about the pandemic champion. I mean, that was yeah. her role. <laughs> and then just to kind of, you know, get put by the wayside, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe visa issues or maybe, you know, issues traveling back and forth. But uh, yeah, kind of surprising not to see her. And uh, speaking of Penelope Ford, she was on Friday Night Rampage, Greg. She lost to Athena, but the big story there was where Athena's wings got smashed by Jade. What a sad story, Greg. Ah, okay. Rampage was the one show I didn't get to see this week, so. <laughs> well, here's That's our why I missed that part. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I think Rampage has become the best friends show, Greg, because I feel like every Rampage, somehow they're in the main event, so they picked up wins. Buddy Matthews is back on TV. We haven't seen Buddy Matthews for a while. He was back, and then Miro came out to throw down Malachi Black's mask to try to, you know, throw that away, even though I think Miro in the House of Black is probably the better storyline. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. It could still go that way. Swerve in our glory picked up win. That's the thing, too, Greg. Who, who do you think is next for Swerve in our glory for All Out? Because I have no idea. Like, who should face up for the tag team championship? Well, with the uh, with the Bucks tied up into the, the um, yeah, into the trios matches, you know, oh, FTR's not doing anything. Yeah, they're, they're not busy right now. Um, whoever's losing in the quarterfinal round, you may be able to throw them yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, like, they have my guys, the um, Death Triangle don't get in. I'd love to see Pena and Phoenix get in there with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the House of Black guys, same for them. If you know, if they don't advance, you know, they would be uh, deserving of a title shot. So um, any of those teams would be awesome. Uh, Hulk picked up a win over some guy. I don't know his name. I think it's James Clayton. Uh, but I know you haven't got to talk on it, Greg. How about Hulk? The new FTW champion and Team Taz. Um, how do you think Ricky Starks is going to fare as a face? Um, the people seem to be behind him, and I know he's a he was a big That's star. Another young guy on the Indies, under twenty. I think he's under twenty-five. Right. I mean, and I know he was a big deal on the Indies. Yeah. So um, people still be, seem to be really into him. So I think it should, he should do fine. He's he still needs to add more to his character, add you know some more promos to, you know, get himself over. But you know he's got potential. You know I don't love the guy yet, but you know I can see where there's something there. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to see more out of him. You know, have some more bangers of some matches, and you know you got something. So you know he's already got a, a step in the right direction with you know the crowd support and everything. And uh, that promo he did before Hobbs turned on him, you know, did a, a wonders for him, I think. 
So, and that's you know, why I hope Hobbs can do something too. I think Team Taz breaking up is probably the best thing for all three of these guys. Because now you get each person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we'll get probably Ricky and Powerhouse Hobbs at um, all out. Maybe on the buy-in card. I don't think we'll see it on the main card. I, it, I, if it's on the main card, Greg, I'm not going to complain, but it doesn't feel like a main card match. I know that probably sounds bad to them, but, you know, sometimes right. that's the way it is. I mean, you got another, you've got enough money matches. I don't, you know, that's just the way it goes. But, um, yeah. And I'm loving that slow burn with Hook, with him getting the FTW belt. Yeah. So it's not a, a, a belt belt, but um, as far as official, you know, type of thing, but the caveat that's in there that every week is going to be an open challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a real thing. Let's go. Because then you can throw some independent people that we might not know, like Cody has for the open challenge. So. Exactly. And that's more exposure for Hook, more because Hook's already a maker over already. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the whole less is more with the, when he speaks, he only says a couple words, if that, and you know, he lets his wrestling do the talking for him. Yep. You know, it's a slow burn up to bigger things. And, you know, I think next year it's going to be the year of hook. But the way they bring it along real slow, and we give them those another, young guy, another young guy we forgot to mention. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and, you know, he has a belt, you know, but not a official AEW recognized belt but uh, you know he gets come to the ring with a strap on his shoulder so you know gives some more street cred more you know cachet with the fans you know if you're watching AEW for the first time you see hook come out with a belt you're like okay this guy's important so that's the whole point maybe so he could I love be the one that retires it too somehow you know like maybe he's going to go for the tnt title so he gives it back to his dad and you know moves yeah somehow or something. right um yeah. Uh, was there anything that you, that I might admit, I know FTR has been killing it. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, Wardlow kill, you know, uh, what about Wardlow? We haven't really seen, I wonder who's next. Have we, have, we haven't really seen who's next for Wardlow. Um, hopefully he defends it at all out, the TDNT title. Uh, Darby and Brody. Yeah, he's had the, the thing with Jay Lethal, I think. That's, was... that's right, yeah. Maybe Samoa Joe um, needs to go back and still work on uh, Twisted Metal. Let's go film some more for that. Um, <laughs> we, um, we we didn't get to talk on some some of the big pay-per-views that are going on. We missed the uh, Death Before Dishonor. Yeah. Um, some crazy matches that were on that card. Um, most The big one was uh, FTW and the Briscoe Brothers. Yeah. And, yeah, give me... Give me some Briscoe Brothers. Just put it right in my veins. I, I didn't even know I loved those guys until I saw them for the first time in GCW. And those guys are just electric. I mean, they are what it, every tag team should aspire to be. They're amazing. And that match with FT, FTR was, you know, it was definitely a seven-star match. And, you know, I wish FT, they had won the championships and, and beat them because this was a rematch that uh fgr won the first one so i wish it had been you know the briscoes winning this one because every time i've seen them watching they seem to lose the match but you know they're putting on happy matches 
<laughs> I don't want to stop watching though. Dude. The Briscoes are. Dude, I would think the next pay per view for Ring of Honor, I think that would be to put the titles back on the Briscoe brothers. Yeah, I mean, I mean come on. How many, I don't know. I don't know. We'll FDR has about five sets of championship belts. Yeah, can, I, I think they got enough gold. It's got to be tiresome yeah. carrying it all through, you know, um, airport. Through the airports. Yeah. That's probably. That's definitely not carry on luggage. So I don't know. It might be carry on just so they know where it's at. But um, yeah. So good. But like I said, I I think it's interesting how WWE just with you know not with just Vince McMahon out of power, but with you know a kind of a reset button. It feels like, and that's why this yeah. momentum has shifted. Uh, you know, you know, it's still kind of the same feuds and whatnot. It just feels fresher with Triple H's vision of where things could go. But uh, I think, you know, all out, it will be that Labor Day weekend, Greg. That's what's going to be interesting to see. You know, does AW maybe get some momentum back with the good all out? I mean, WWE, like I said, they they'll probably have all the momentum because you have the Bashes uh, Castle on Saturday. Then you're going to have Worlds Collide, which is going to kind of be NXT UK. And NXT because I don't know if you saw, it sounds like they dissolved NXT UK because they let go of quite a bit of British wrestlers and women. And then they also, you know, we saw Gala show up um, Wednesday night. We saw Tyler Bates show up. Uh, I'll be curious to think, you know, Dragunov somehow he got injured, Greg. I don't know where he got injured, but he had to relinquish the UK championship. So I hope he gets a shot. On NXT, because he's too good. You know, he's like, yeah. he's like a Brian Danielson. He's like a Daniel yeah. Garcia. I mean, he's got that pit bull in it. I'll be curious to see if they gave him a shot on that. But then somebody like Prince Seven was actually cut, <laughs> who's, you know, running boys with um, Tyler, Tyler Bates. Bates. And who was there? Oh, and Pete Dunn. They were, you know, Mustache Mountain for a little bit. But um, maybe he just wants, maybe he, he's older too. So maybe he is kind of, you know, just want to do indie stuff or you know take it back and maybe come back later but um yeah interesting to see the uk kind of dissolve and you know it's a good run for them but uh we'll kind of see where these british wrestlers show up on nxt tv uh anyway so uh, let's get into wwe talk right after this commercial break and we'll get into raw and smackdown and uh heat wave which was a, a nice little Change of pace, I thought, from the usual NXT 2.0. Toronto, so the Damian Priest 
take out Edge there, Greg, or does Edge pick up the win? And then I'm going to assume we get Edge and Finn Balor at Clash of the Castle. Well, we know how guys do when they come back to their hometowns, especially on Raw. So, but um, <laughs> I think uh, Edge wins and then takes the beat down. Yeah. And that sets up the match with Finn. Yeah. Do we get Demon Finn at Clash of the Castle? No, I don't see it. Okay. I think Demon comes out when Finn's a face. It would be interesting to see it when come out when he's a heel, but I don't see it um, coming out at this point. Um, Alexa Bliss and Asuka picks up a win to advance to the women's tag team tournament, Greg. I know we haven't talked about this, but this whole tag team tournament means Sasha and Naomi are back at some point, right? Absolutely. Okay. Whoever wins, then Sasha's music's playing and, you know, guess who's coming to dinner, so... I think that's this the whole setup. You know, once they get through all this, you know, they're going to be waiting on the other end. I would assume it's Bailey's team and maybe Toxic toxic Attraction in the finals. Is that where you're seeing things, or do you see somebody else in those finals? No, it, it sounds right. Toxic Attraction, you know, getting the exposure for NXT uh, 2.0 and, you know, Bailey's new group. So, and going against either one of them going to be good heel foils for um, Sasha and Naomi. So it's a perfect setup. And of course you could play it up if maybe Bailey's trying to get JC Jane and Gigi to join our group that sets up Mandy Rose to come up to the main roster. Uh, Cause I feel like all three of them are probably due. Now I don't know who beats Mandy Rose because <laughs> you know, we're still trying to figure out that, but um, I think Mandy could probably do double duty for a little bit, you know, and, you know, and kind of let that go back and forth. Uh, you know, especially if Survivor Series, I mean, doesn't this year have to include NXT grade with Triple H kind of leading the charge, or do you think you'd rather just Yeah, yeah I think it, with Triple H's charge, he's definitely going to get NXT more love and, um, some more eyes from the main roster. Yeah. So um, definitely going to be involved in Survivor Series. And I think transitioning Mandy is going to be as easy as putting her in the ring with Nikita Lyons. And there's your new champ. And Mandy goes back to the main roster. So I don't think she's going to need to do much double duty because the successor is already sitting there in the wings ready to go. Well, Nikita would have been in Canada, great, but she wasn't vaccinated. So unfortunately... That's why they had to pull her off. Which you think you would have thought about that ahead of time, but um, right. Um, how about I, I actually like the team of Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. I didn't think they'd win, of course, Greg. But you know, hopefully, give them something. Uh, the Miz and Champa deal is still pretty, pretty hot. But I like Ali and Alexander as a team, even kind of matching. So they've already got the team gear together. I, I like to see them get a nice run, you know, maybe pick up wins on main events, even though we won't hear about it. Um, and then, you know, maybe get wins here and there on Raw to kind of find themselves slowly moving up the tag team ranks. But um, and then what, I guess are we getting Logan Paul? Or we're probably going to get Logan Paul and Miz at um, Clash of the Castle. I'm going to assume I don't know when. Maybe Extreme Rules? Hmm. 
sounds like a good place as any. You know, get the young guys some love, and yeah. you know, it's a good spot as any. So I don't see why not. Yeah. Uh, do you like the teaming up Ugly and Cedric Alexander or something? <laughs> no, I'll keep an open mind to it. I mean, the match was good, yeah. and you know, work on their tandem offense stuff like that. It could it could end up being really good. They're both super athletic. And they're both very underutilized. And I think yeah. when they did the little backstage segment, that's kind of what they were talking about, trying to uh, gas each other up. So, you know, it could be something. It could turn out to be something if they play it right. So I'm keeping and an open mind to it. Pretty good friends outside the ring, which, you know, always helps build up that chemistry. Yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre defeated Kevin Owens by DQ. Uh, Greg, I've said it before, I think we're getting Owens and Sami Zayn reunited somehow. Especially if you listen to Ro- the promo where Roman on SmackDown was like, "Hey, you know, tell Kevin Owens." So I, I, I really want to see Owens and Sami Zayn on the same page together again as a tag team. <laughs> I don't know. Kevin is doing such an awesome job, you know, bringing back the Prize Fighter, and yeah. that match with Drew was a banger until you know that finish. Yeah. So. But I did like the finish because, you know, nobody loses. They both go over strong. And Kale looks more serious, more uh, like old Kale. And that's a good thing. So I'm loving him as a singles. Yeah. So, and and I'm same thing. I'm loving Sammy doing his thing as a single. But you know, Sammy's going to get manipulated by. I mean, we get, we're, like people brought up, it's now back to manipulative Roman, especially with that promo, you know, backstage. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get beat down soon. <laughs> and somebody's got to come to his rescue. <laughs> so uh, I can't I can't think of a better guy, you know, than Kevin Owens to do it. But, um, and, you know, just like Owens and Sami Zayn against the Usos, I think that'd be bigger. So I, I, agree I, think, with that. I, I think we got something there, honestly. But like you said, I also love Kevin Owens having some meaning behind mm-hmm. behind himself, you know, looking like he's refreshed and what. Um, Riddle and Seth Rollins are going to go at it at Clash of the Castle. Is this going to be Riddle's big win against Seth yep. at Clash? Yep, I think this is it. I mean, every time he's been in there, he's taken the L. He's gotten beat down. He's getting put on the shelf and. You know, this is the come up. So, Riddle's going to come out, and I'm loving it, making him more serious. I mean, you know, he's still, you know, the bro, but, you know, he's got some more, you know, venom in his veins, yeah. pun intended. Um, you know, from. Hear voices his, in his head. Hey, if you listen to Saxony, he, he, <laughs> that's what he thinks. But, uh, yeah, I like it. He's, he's coming off more intense. He's coming off. Um, stronger and and people are down with him. So, yeah, I think this is it. This is where he gets over and you know gets that win on Seth, and it's a big moment in front of however many fifty, sixty thousand people in we'll see if you know, the stadium. Bros too, won't we? We'll see if they they do the bro chant with me. Well, I'm sure they will. They have to. <laughs> so, um, Beer Mahan. Don't you love how WWE put this on their uh, website, Greg? Beer Mahan feasted on Bo Keller. 
Beer Mahan's another guy. They don't know what the hell to do with him, do they? Yeah, that was a Vince McMahon do creation. Just, do, and... just, do we just put him with Omos and let MVP somehow salvage him? Um, <laughs> I don't it's know not a bad idea for the sense that you know he he doesn't. Do I mean, a great you would think they'd be unstoppable so. as tag team though, so that kind of right. ruins that. Yeah. But I feel like almost and Beer are just in this. They're just going to show up random. You know, they're going to show up and do stuff, but they don't know what they. they there's no picture for them. I know. They'd be better fighting each other. Yeah, we could. I mean, um, we could do that too. You know, you, you know, Clash of the Titans, you could build it correctly and, you know, give them some heat with each other and just have some brutal, you know, slugfest between these two. So I don't see why that wouldn't, you know, and gather I, some interest if you do it right. Yeah. How about lastly, I mean, really carrying this U.S. title just through a few title defenses. I mean, anger of a match with AJ Styles. Uh, what was it, the Miz last week in the no DQ match? Is that it or no? Was it the no Champa or Champa? Champa. Oh, yeah. Champa. Um, I AJ Styles is another guy, Greg, though, that just maybe with Triple H in the helm, maybe AJ will get some direction, but AJ just kind of there too, isn't he, right now? Yeah, I mean, he's he's helping you know raise up the other guys, the younger guys. And um, as much as better as it's become, Triple H still has a lot of webbing to untangle. Yeah. With um, the storylines that Vince left and the people he left in certain programs. So it's going to take a while to detach AJ from the hot mess with Champa and The Miz and Logan Paul and. Um, all these characters who don't fit and get him to where he needs to be. So um, there's still some work to be done there, but um, this, this is a good start, you know, given, you know, AJ a, a high profile, you know, title shot, you know, you start to create that separation. Then the same thing with Champa and it's still going to take, you know, another, some more time to, you know, get all the knots out of the program and make it something that we can all digest. So and plus I AJ think that's is, all that is. AJ's probably on the downslide of his, you know, not, you know, in the ring, but overall, Greg, I, I would imagine, you know, the time is coming for AJ. Uh, you know, next year, I would think would be the end of his contract-ish. You know, I can't imagine it being much longer after that. So, uh, Hall of Famer, AJ Styles, are we going to say that in a few years? Um, I mean, we'll see what happens in the next few I mean, years. Because... Coco wears it there, right? That's, that's always been my Mendoza line. I mean, the great Ali's in there, Greg. So, I mean, AJ obviously had a better... And to think that he, I mean, even AJ went to WWE and never won, like, never won anything big, you almost feel like they would have just thrown him in the Hall of Fame just for making the run there. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I get it. And he should, he should go into the Hall of Fame just off the Boneyard match alone. So, yeah. Um, you know what somebody brought but, up too? Uh, should Edge get a second induction 
for like the second, you know, almost a, a second run in his career. And we've never done anything like that, but in a way, for Edge's like, you know, encore career, Greg, I mean, I can kind of, I can actually kind of get with that because it's almost been two different careers. <laughs> so um, I don't think it happens. I think Edge would be like, no, I'm not doing that. But in a way, it's almost funny to think like Edge almost deserves, you know, that. Because now that he's got to wrestle, he's probably, and even he's starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. He said, so like in a way, him going in again would be like a, a cap to all of it. But uh, I thought that was an interesting point. I've seen brought up on Twitter, Greg, like, you know, we've never done a second induction. You know, we've done, um, uh, you know, maybe if you're in a group and then you're single, but um, I, I, I'm like, Edge is probably the, oh, sorry. Edge is probably the best candidate for that. You know, who would have thought your career your thought your career was done and now you're back and killing it. So. I don't know, because if you use that logic, you could end up the Undertaker like three times. Yeah. That's true. I mean, American Badass Undertaker, you know, the original Undertaker, you know, the dead man with Paul Bear, and then post Paul Bear. But then again, the Undertaker never had to go away for nine years. Or ten, for the nine time or ten years, right? True. So that—that's the only reason why I give. All right, Daniel Bryan, like, you know, coming back and looking, you know, as good as ever. So, um, Dakota Kai defeated Dana Brooke. Uh, what are your thoughts on? Uh, I guess possibly going to be called Damage Control is the name of the group at some point. I—we've I, heard the control phrase a couple times. At least I've seen that on their uh, on Bailey's Twitter feed, Greg. But uh, one of Triple H's best moves, right? Getting Dakota Kai, Bailey, and Eo Sky, <laughs> Eo Shai Skarai, Eo Skyrai, whatever we want to call her, Eo Shirai, um, together as a group, right? It's damage control. Yeah. Interesting. I mean that. Probably, that's what I don't hate H, it. That's what Triple H is doing, essentially, right? <laughs> so, I mean, right. that was, if you got to think, at SummerSlam, who were the first three faces we see, you know, kind of after the first match? So, I, I, I could get into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful that uh, we get to see Dakota and Neil on the main roster now because we've been saying for a long time that they needed to be there yeah. A while ago. Yep. And it took Vince McMahon disappearing or leaving rather for it to happen. So um yeah, it's it's been long overdue and you know, we can trust Triple H to do the right thing with him. So uh, and then finally Theory. He's been gone for a couple weeks. Um defeat Dolph Ziggler, just like that. <laughs> so yeah. Any thoughts on that, Craig? That was that was our main event. Theory and Dolph Ziggler in a main event match on Raw. So maybe Triple H isn't all gun ho yet. <laughs> maybe Vince is still in the ear. Vince is like the little the guilty conscious on his shoulder. because uh, Theory in a main event, Craig, I don't know. I didn't really buy it. Oh no, I liked it. 
you know, this is this is still a way to uh, show he's strong in the post Vince McMahon era. And he's losing that briefcase. I mean, right? We'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't know. He's he's more fun with the briefcase in his hand and poking at you know everybody. Um, the guy is uber talented. Yeah, and it's it's a chance to highlight, you know, one the under twenty five talents we've been talking about, yeah, um, and give them that top spot and see if he can deliver. And this was an excellent match. And I usually don't like Dolph Ziggler matches. Uh, this match told a good story. They gave it plenty of time to breathe, and it had good a good finish to it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I thought it was a really good match as far as like the top five matches that I saw this week um, that was in the top three, I would say. Uh, I thought it was that good. So, and, you know, you still get, you, you got to leave theory with his, with his credibility and, you know, beating the vet and getting tested and all that thing. That's what it's all about. You, you know, you're making a new star and theory has it. He just, it needs that rec- that recognizability with the universe and um, recording more of those bangers so that he gets that respect that he deser- deserves. Uh, how about Heatwave kind of harkening back to ECW days and uh, Paul Heyman with, oh my goodness, a fantastic intro to this break. This felt like an old school NXT kind of event with the new coat of paint, as it were. I mean, I thought everybody really delivered. I thought, you know, things were moving. And, you know, in that first match, how about Giovanni Vinci, Greg, showing us some different stuff? You know, we've only seen him as Fabian and Imperium and just, you know, really strike and strike and strike him. But that, you know, coming off the top rope a few times and, Really showing some different skill set that we haven't seen yet. Obviously, Carmelo Hayes is money. And, you know, this time next year, Greg, we're probably talking in main roster-wise, like telling it. But, you know, yeah. still a banger of a match. And, like I said, Paul Heyman doing that intro, I mean, that was just awesome to hear. Really selling, you know, when Paul Heyman is used, obviously, you know, just about any capacity um, other than Ryback. Uh, he's you know money so true true um and to be totally honest for the like the last month i've been off the reservation with with uh nxt 2.0 just because the the, everything was kind of flat the storylines and the the wrestling but once triple h um came into power because you know nxt was his baby and i was like okay this is reason to tune back in so this was a good point to restart because i don't think i've watched nxt for like three weeks uh rolling up to heat wave and um so that was this would be like the second second or third show since triple h took over and i figured this is a good jump off point to see what's going on and catch up on you know everything that's happened in the last month and and I agree that using Heyman is always a good move because Heyman gets you fired up. He gets you invested and he's the last person you figure is that bra-ra guy that gets you ready to run through the wall, but he can do it whenever he wants to. 
So it, it got you, it got me, and you know, I hope they do more with him in NXT because they could use him down there. And uh, in this match, like you said, uh, yeah. straight up banger. And um, it, it did have some, some black and gold feel to it. So I think I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that this is a sign of things to come. And um, you figure Triple H has to look at 2.0 and go, what in the world did they do to my baby? <laughs> and, you know, so much work to do here, even more so than the main roster. But, you know, it's like built buying a house and renting it out and the new the tenants when they move, leave just destroyed the place. And you're like, what is this? What happened here? And then it takes all this work to gut it and put it back to the way it was so you can be proud of it again. So I think that's the work Triple H is going to have to do with NXT, seeing what's in there and what he has to do and just the hot mess that's been left behind for him. So, but this was, you know, a good relaunch as far as a big, you know, one of the theme shows and, you know, a, a launch point for the next, um, you know, the interim between the theme shows. Yes. So and we'd even bring yeah. up uh, Greg Dexter. Loomis is back <laughs> as a stalker in a way getting arrested, um, you know, and he showed up yeah, on SmackDown with his, his drawing um, for uh, Indy. I would assume Indy Hartwell is probably going to be on the main roster soon. Uh, after her little um, feud with Blair Davenport, who is an NXT UK um, wrestler, Greg. So we saw that little promo. Um, Gallus Boys uh, attacked Diamond Mine. We, we're about ready to see Diamond Mine implode, Greg. But we're it's coming. It's still coming. Uh, and, you know, we'll be interested to see. And then, of course, Gallus wants to go after the NXT UK titles. I would assume, Greg, we're going to get UK NXT titles unified there, like tag team championships at least. I don't yeah. know if I want to. I guess if the NXT UK is going to be broken apart, it probably makes sense to unite all the titles, and then we'll just have one NXT brand. So that's probably where we're going, especially with the end of the night. But um, how about how about the Diamond Mine? Did you like? Julius's promo, did he he seemed pretty comfortable in it. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, trying to trying to call out Roderick Strong. So Yeah, I like him being a voice and you know when he uses his voice and instead of just being a smiling eye guy, you know, the guy has some you know, some talent to, you know, cutting these promos. So, you know, the the cracks have been forming for a while and you know, uh, this is where the uh, explosion is going to happen sooner than later. I think uh, Roderick's going to end up on AEW in a, a certain group. And, um, yeah, we're going to have the, you know, Diamond Mine reimagined, you know, maybe with a different name or, you know, just with diff under different or new management. as Maybe Damon uh, over the head. Right, or it could be. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's a bunch of young guys with, with no vet, so maybe they bring a vet in to just kind of be the figurehead of the group. But 
Johnny Wrestling. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate it. I mean, he is like a Roger Strong type when he wants to be. Like, he can go either heel or face. So, um, right. And, I mean, he's Johnny Wrestling's great, so why not, right? I mean, I still exactly. like to see Gargano get some main roster runs, but, you know, maybe at least bring him back on NXT for a little bit. To help Diamond Mine, and then you know, I mean, I, I, I still think, or maybe Ivy, maybe Ivy just kind of takes that leadership role. I think she could use something more, Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that would be cool. You know, have a, a woman be the head of the group. Um, absolutely. So, and because they all kind of operate on their own anyway, if you think about it. So I don't know if you know. I mean, that's why we need it. But um, how about Cora Jade? Did she finally win you over with this match, Greg? Because I, I feel like she's finally showing us something with the heel turn. I figured she'd win this first match. Roxanne is going to win the war, Greg, but I thought Cora J need to win this first match. Kind of build her name. Yeah, I agree. You need some credibility. And, you know, if the baby goes over on you, you know, right out the box, then you're just kind of going to be, you know, looked down on kind of as – Okay, she can't hang. So I agree. It was a good move to, you know, have her get, you know, win the first battle in the war. Because yeah. now we want to see the rematch and, you know, get some sympathy on the baby face even more. So, yeah, good idea. And now there's logic behind putting together a rematch. And if there was any semblance of old NXT, Greg, it was Santos Escobar entrance. <laughs> that was, you know, <laughs> that really brought you like back. And happy trails on NXT. It is off to the main roster for Escobar. I don't know when Legato falls in, Greg. Maybe he gets beat down and Legato comes in for the save. But there is no doubt Escobar is on the main roster sooner rather than later after this match with Tony D'Angelo. So, um, you know, maybe maybe um, Legato just says we're out, <laughs> and they just show up with him because I feel like they all need to show up together. I, I think that's the best mm-hmm. use of them right now. And then you yeah. can let Escobar. I mean, he he's going to be it, Greg, because he could talk. You know that that's always you know sometimes Hispanic wrestlers that's always their tough thing. Like I thought that kind of hurt Andrade at times. Mm-hmm. Yes, he could you know he could talk, but also. It seems like it hampers him at times. Or Del Rio, you know, at times, Greg. But, but Escobar feels pretty legit with all of his, you know, mannerisms and everything. So uh, it'll be awesome to kind of see if Escobar gets a main event, or sorry, a mania entrance like he did at NXT 2.0 Heatwave. But that was just, you know, that showed a star in the mix. Yeah, I mean, the time is perfect, especially with what's going on. And we've been talking about it for a while with this would be a perfect place for Dominic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can play it up where he's, you know, seen the light and joining Judgment Day and then Big Swerve, yeah, Legato and Santos come out, lay out Judgment Day, and this is my familia right here. Mm-hmm. And it would be a perfect, you know, instead of them getting the upper hand and you know the um you know control of dominic that he flips it and um comes out 
you know, as kind of a, as a boss or a mastermind in his own right yep. um, by orchestrating something like this. And it makes more sense with Latino, a Latino fashion instead of him standing in the judgment day. Yes. So th this would be a great entrance point for Dominic and Legato. And now you have a ready made um, rivalry to, um, to start with. And no, I think it would be great. So, and Mandy Rose keeps picking up Greg wins, and I, I think she's. I was trying to look up how long she's held the title. I think it's at 300 days now, which is pretty crazy to think. Or just at 300 days. Yeah, it says October 26th was the last time or when she won it, Greg. Um, right now. She is sixth overall. She's just behind Io Shirai at 304. Uh, Paige held it for 308. So uh, Mandy Rose could easily be in that top three of you know longest reigning women championships. And like we said, who would have told me you know two years ago, Greg, that Mandy Rose would be this good? Um, yeah, I, I think she's ready back for the main roster with toxic attraction. What about yourself? Yeah, I think they look great on. Uh, the main roster, all three of them, um, you know, a good finals is going to uh, do them a world of, world of good, even if they lose. And um, yeah, this has definitely been the um, reinvention of Manny Rose. You know, with her and Toxic, they're going to be a great extra added feature. And now, you know, you have another team that sasha and naomi can go up against that is legit and not just two random women thrown together you know you have a legit team um, for them to go up against which i think was their big gripe is that we're the champions but where's our where's our competition you know you throwing these randoms together and you know calling it a, a match or calling it something important means nothing so you need that star power up there to you know, make it legit and, you know, give it the shine that it deserves. Uh, and then Ron Baker, Ron Breaker picks up a huge win. Uh, another guy, Greg Mann, in a year or so on the main roster. I'll be really curious to see where he's standing because I mean, he, he's slow, you know, slowly but surely he's showing he's ready. Uh, where does JD go from here, though, Greg? Because <laughs> you lose your NXT title match right off the bat. I mean, Kind of hard to see where you go, right? And then we did see the return or the debut or emergence of Tyler Bate, the NXT UK champion, which, like I said, will be Worlds Collide. Uh, we've seen this before um, on NXT. I, I forget when, maybe a couple years ago, a few years back, but um, mm -hmm. it looks like we're really going to get the NXT versus NXT UK style matches there for that on Sunday, September 4th. I'm here maybe in the middle, like 4 p.m.-ish, Greg. So that could be done right before All Out. So maybe good timing there in a way. Uh, but where does J.D. go from here? Well, he's, he has some time to, you know, work his way back up, or he can go after the North American title. Yeah. Um, he's still, a, you know, a, a heel. So, you know, the heel versus heel, who do you invest in? Um you know, at the same time, people love Carmelo because yeah. Carmelo is that good. 
So you could, you know, swing him to straight babyface, or you can leave him the way he is, and he's still going to get the lion's share of the cheers going up against JD. So, um, and you can also work it where JD, you know, finds a way to to get the win, and then you have a a back and forth with him. So, you know, all hope's not lost for him yet. You know, he's can still find some people to pick on, stack up some wins. And you know, chase another championship. Um, he's not ready for main roster yet. There's not really anywhere to put him. Yeah, um, and that's all I'm gonna say. It doesn't feel like he fit there. So. Yeah, but he has. He can have a great spot on the the UK card. And I agree. It's, it's a great time for it to happen now that Vince is gone and Triple H is, you know, knows more about it and is more invested into it. So we're gonna get. Uh, amazing worlds collide, I'm sure, yeah. with him in charge and not having to go through the vents funnel. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see it. Because, you know, like we've said before, I think Clash at the Castle that weekend is really Triple H's, you know, Triple H had all prints over SummerSlam, but this is going to be his whole, his whole vision, you know, for Clash yeah. at the Castle. Uh, oh, we're also going to see the the debut of Grayson Waller effect, the the TV show, or, you know, like a, a live mic show, Greg. So um, kind of see what Grayson Waller can do. Um, if you can kind of get back where he was uh, next week with Paul Cruz being the first guest there. That's what we need in the no talk show. Yeah. I don't, well, I guess we don't really have it on NXT though, right? I mean, we did have Lash, wasn't Lash Legend doing it a little bit? Yeah. But, um, how about this? Uh, what what in the world are we doing with Ronda Rousey? Because <laughs> I have no clue. I mean, are they trying yeah. to do a Stone Cold deal with her? Because it's going over like a lead balloon. It, it looks like it. I think they're slowly pivoting her back into a, a heel role. And maybe her and Shayna teaming up somehow. Yeah, that's what needs to happen. You talk about putting together legit tag teams. Yeah. Shayna and Ronda would be at the top of the list yeah. once uh, Sasha and Naomi come back. Yeah. Um, Ronda and Shayna, yeah, do that. As heels, absolutely do that. Uh, they have the history going all the way back to MMA, and they've already had the back and forth with Ronda calling out Shayna for not being the killer that she used to be. Mm-hmm. So those two banding together, running together, and just you know, wrecking it- shop. Even if you don't have them as a tag team all the time, like you still have them singles-wise, but maybe tag team when they need to or something like that. Yeah. But uh, that's instant legit. Um, You know, when you see those two across the ring from anybody, you know you're going to get a match. So it needs to happen. Smackdown episode 1200. (laughs) Like, that's... I I, Raw is easily what... 1500 episodes into it, but um, crazy to think that that number, because like, you know, sometimes shows get canceled after three or four episodes, right? <laughs> so to think that, and Michael Cole, I think, was at the first one. So uh, he gets to be part of this one too. Uh, Toxic Attraction, we kind of brought it up, Greg, they defeated Ty and Sonya DeVille. I liked uh, Bailey yelling into the mic of Michael Cole at times, and, you know, like I said, I think I'd like to see maybe Bailey trying to recruit 
Gigi and JC only for Mandy to be like, no, you know, these are my girls. And, you know, then we get a little, uh, you know, six women match out of that, you know, after Clash of the Castle. So, um, any thoughts on, I, I thought Toxic Attraction really carried themselves well uh, in that match against Italian some years ago. Yeah, they look good. Um, and they're going to be great on the main roster. It's where they need to go. Um, there's really nobody for no competition for them in NXT. Yeah. So it's time for to bring them up anyway. And it's working out well with these three piece trios with Toxic Attraction over here and Bailey and her girls over here. And it just seems to be another one after the other coming up. But instead of just, you know, three random girls, three people that, you know, form a cohesive unit and that we believe can be you know, a real team. So, you know, we need more of that. And I, I thought we kind of, did we bury maximum male models already, Greg? With the hit row segment? I hope not. I mean, hit row is going to need somebody to fight. So this is a good spot for, you know, Mansoor and. That's all. I mean, and I can see that. I feel like we should have reversed it. I think Hit Row should have done this whole, like, We Back song last week and then wrestle this week. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think you also have to know your audience, Greg. The, uh, the Monster Hulk crowd was not feeling the rap. As it was. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that wasn't the best party planning. Um, I guess they're not a cypher crowd as, as it was. Exactly. But it was it was pretty fire though. I enjoyed it. it yeah, I mean there was good lines, but it just I just didn't. And you know, look at me. I, of course, I'm not going to get it. That's not my my crowd. But at the same time, it seemed like nobody didn't even Michael Cole or uh, Pat McAfee might have said what is happening. Like, and I'm like, I I think this is everyone saying like, you know, you felt like it probably would have been a good day to you, and then wrestle the next week, but. And then, like I said, I, I do see your point, though. I think Mansoor or Mansoor and Masse Greg need to wrestle. So, you know, maybe let that. Now, what about Maxine kind of digging on Hit Row? Does that, are we already, we're already splitting Maxine up for Max? Max hey, hey, she's she's a talent scout. She sees talent. Yeah. That's all that is. Okay. Um, but, you know, this the whole Max Mel model is just all about Max Dupree. That's you no, know, don't get it twisted. Okay. You know, th there's this is the entrance point for um, Mansoor and Masse to um, recreate themselves. But we're we're coming towards the talk show, the one I've been talking about for the last year with LA Knight slash Max Dupree slash wherever he's going to be next. But that talk show is coming, and this that's this is the whole vehicle. So there's too many talk shows, Greg. Now you want another talk show? Hey, this is the <laughs> talk show that will kill them all. It's gonna kill Miss TV, so, right? And like I said, we should, they could have a match to, to determine who gets the talk show. Very good. He's a, but a that's, microphone on a pole match. There we go. This that's what we need. This is. <laughs> This is the end game. Yeah. So you don't see it, but I see it because 
I know Triple H just saw, you know, Eli Drake and his best in TNA, and it's like, I want that. And it's coming. So you you heard it here first many times already, but this is the end game. It's going to get there. Hit Row is going to get bigger, but the whole thing out of Maximum Male Models is to get Max Dupree on the podium with a microphone in his face, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, surprise of nobody, Greg. Seamus wins. Uh, my body is already hurting thinking about Seamus and Guther going at it, Greg. <laughs> we saw Seamus and Drew, and I mean, Ricochet, he took what, 23 um, beats of the Baldrum or whatever it's called. I mean, he took, he took a beating there on the side because there's no, there's no, you know, count out, no DQ in a, in a fatal five way match, Greg. So uh, Seamus picks up the win. Uh, do we make anything of it that um, his boys were not there? Do you think now that Triple H is back, does Pete Dunn get his name back? No, I think it's going back to the whole, you know, unvaccinated uh, players. Oh, so, were they? Oh, I didn't know they were. No, uh, that's my guess. Is, okay. is, I don't know that that's what it was, but well, it could be something Davis like that. Well, did come out just normal shame. Like, he didn't have the coat on. He didn't have the hat. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. But they did say the brawling group or, you know, a fight club or fight night, I mean, so... Yeah. Right, so it could still be. I would love for it to go back to being Pete Dunn because, yeah, um, and I, I think it will happen. You know, he he did Triple H a world of good in NXT as Pete Dunn. So, um, you know, you notice guys are going to start getting their names back. So, um, I would not be surprised at all to see a them disappear for a little bit and then come back as their former selves, so to speak. Uh, well, speaking of, I think a return, Greg, we saw a woman or a woman-esque character in the Viking Raiders funeral. Hmm, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> but there was a, a mysterious figure who, you know, was part of the Viking funeral. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be... I'll, I, Sarah Logan back with the Viking Raiders is we haven't seen that yet, so I, I'm all for it. Uh, I forgot. I forgot what her name was. Who were you talking about? I forgot what her yeah. name was, but yeah, um, that would be interesting. A female Viking in the mix, you know, add another layer to the onion. I like it. Um, the whole reimagined Viking Raiders has been fun. Yeah. Um, so there's a new era of or of, you know, legitimacy on them. And, you know, they've been killing the New Day lately. So um, I like what they've done so far with them. And I, I, well, that's the thing, too. I don't know when the New Day is going to get over because we don't know um, when Big E will be back. True. Even though I, I feel like he's been pretty quiet, so you almost wonder if maybe things are on the upside for him. Uh, Liv, Morgan, Liv Morgan defeated Tosti. Uh How about that kick by Shayna after the match? Um, oh God! <laughs> there's a there's a, actually a picture that Liv posted. I mean, it was she got her uh, legit. So there you go. 
Uh, did we have some black and blue happening after that kick? Yeah, there's a there's a little scar. So, uh, and I don't know if you know Greg, but Liv and Tati were feuding on Twitter, so that's that's why they got a match on <laughs> on SmackDown, uh, okay. and now Tati has deactivated her account again. So, uh, she says she'll be back when she needs to bully someone else. So there you go. <laughs> I know. Women being catty, imagine that. Um, and then how about, uh, well, we did talk about it. How about the Roman Sami Zayn uh, promo in the backstage, Greg? This is good old Roman at his best, right? Manipulative. Uh, you know, I, like I said, uh, Sami Zayn's going to get put out to pasture sooner rather than later by the Usos and Roman. And he, somebody's going to save him. I like that angle. Um, like I said, I still love him as, as individuals, but if they come back for this cause and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens being the ones to beat the bloodline would be epic. Um, because we've only seen them work against each other for years and years. Yeah. Um, we have to almost go back to NXT to see them as a cohesive team. But as this says, it's been long overdue. So. I won't hate it. I just love seeing KO and Sammy do their thing by themselves. But you know, they uh, or the Usos have pretty much cleaned out the division as they to use a boxing or UFC ish mm-hmm. um, phrase. You know, they've beaten everybody. There's nobody left. Um, so who else can you call up? You know, KO and Sammy would be pretty awesome so i gotta give you the, give you that um yeah so drew mcintyre did take out roman uh sammy zane tried to make the save so at least sammy's trying to put himself out there but like we said something's gonna happen to sammy greg and uh it's gonna be like a, a godfather esper he's gonna kiss him and it'll be our julius caesar and brutus you know a2 brute so uh <laughs> we're getting it coming soon it, it's Sorry, Sammy. <laughs> Been a good run, oops, but you're gonna you're gonna get killed soon, <laughs> and that's that's all the story wrote. So uh, let's do one more commercial break, Greg, and then we'll get to our last call and uh, kind of go back and forth about Triple H's what month month run and BT and uh, the 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 stating of Shawn Michaels as his lackey, <laughs> I guess. So um, I guess we're we're just uh, higher away from Road Dog, right? Coming back and uh, Billy Gun, baby. So <laughs> uh, we'll have all the clicks back in there. So, uh, let's get a quick commercial break. Our last one out of the way. Uh, some realty talk, and then we'll get into Triple H's month or so run as creative control and how things have been going. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All right, and finally, Greg, I know you've not got a chance to talk about it. We 
we've kind of spiced it in here and there, but I think overall it feels like a fresh air. It really does. I think we all kind of like, you know, it's like we've woken up and it's a new dream. It's a new day uh, for WWE with Triple H is hard creatively. You know, we've seen some sprinkles of what I think he could do, uh, especially at SummerSlam, you know, the the debut of EO and the return of Scott or of uh, Dakota and then Bailey back finally. I think that was all his doing. Um, so, yeah, definitely, you know, then seeing Dexter Lumis back, um, he slowly gets a carrying cross. We didn't even get into that, Greg. Um, we, we forgot to mention when Drew McIntyre grabbed his shirt, the, um, the doomsday clock was sitting there. So um, I'm ready, looking forward to that feud uh, after Roman is done, if, if we go that route. So um, where do you think, Greg, where things are going for Triple H leading the charge? Uh, WrestleMania will probably be the really culmination to see how far things have come, right? Absolutely. Um, I am loving this. I think uh, to use Excalibur's words, you got to give the people what they want. And I think what we've wanted for a long time is a change in creative. And we always saw Triple H being the heir apparent when Vince left and then he had his heart issues and then it, that seemed to be out the door. Um, but now it's happened. Vince is gone and Triple H is in, in power. Uh, I had my doubts about it because it seemed like too convenient a smokescreen. You know, Vince says he retires, he's going to walk away from it and leave it. Um, but who's to say there's not some of Vince's minions backstage and they've, they've got the bat phone into Vince's house and he's just writing the show from his own house. Um, and so it, it, to his credit, it didn't take long for me to see that that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, started with SummerSlam and seeing EO and Bailey and Dakota Kai in that first 30 minutes. Um, you know, that kind of told me, okay, here we go. This is, we are going to get something new. And yeah. over this last month, we've seen it. But the people we've seen, um, come up from NXT, from the people we've seen called back, fired people who have been uh, brought back into the mix. And this, and the way this Raw and SmackDown and the, even NXT is flowing right now, you can tell there's an obvious difference in what happened before McMahon and after McMahon. And so um, I'm loving it. It's, it's each show is more watchable now. It seems like they have more fun with it. Um, they're giving these matches room to breathe. Um, you know, go back to the Champa Lashley match or the AJ Lashley match or the uh, um, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre match, 30 minutes. Uh, they're giving these matches time to breathe and tell the story and uh, it's not so focus on comedy segments and um, you know unnecessary stuff backstage and there's more focus on wrestling and then the vernacular changes um, those words that Vince hated to hear or were banned like the word wrestling or wrestler 
and wrestle, you know, and, you know, taking those banned words off the list. Say what? He banned the word queef. That took that Drew McIntyre used a couple weeks ago, the tribal queef, which I'm like, whoa, all right. I don't realize that was on the band first. But we get to see that stuff and cure this. Which is still this way, say hospital? They do, they, they, they always say medical facility, but they, they right. Which I thought was such a weird thing because, like, a hospital. Like, what, <laughs> what is, you know, I mean, I, you know, even the wrestling thing, yes, is bad because of <laughs> world wrestling entertainment. Like, come on. But, yeah. Yeah, but I've noticed a lot of big differences from, um, in that, in this last few months. And yeah. the call ups have been a big deal. Um, and, I talked about the uh, in heat wave or not heat wave for the uh, whole AJ and uh, Miz and Champion unraveling the storylines and putting it together so it makes sense. Um, there's a lot more of that going on, and um, you know, people who wouldn't be on TV right now under Vince are on TV now, and. Um, yeah. Exactly, and getting time to exposure, like we theory that we just talked about. Um, I love this for the people who um, raise his name as part as part of the uh, the cast he had in Black and Gold NXT. Those guys are going to be huge beneficiaries uh, on the main roster now. Uh, I look for Champa to have a big run. At some point, um, and talk about Sarai and uh, Dakota Kai coming up, Karrion Cross being back, Hip Row, who shouldn't have never been gone in the first place. Now they're back. Uh, just these faces that have all the talent in the world, they get the chance on their events. Now they're going to get their time and they're going to really, really shine because they don't all have to be, you know, built like Bobby Lashley to get over. And yeah. you know, make it believable. It, it could actually be better this way. So, I am super excited about what I'm seeing with the creative changes and you know the people that we're seeing. What are you thinking? Well, and you know, we've said all along if we can get somehow get that super show like across the board. Just imagine how much excitement there would be for wrestling fans. You know, somehow Tony Khan. Triple H, Scott Demore from Impact, you all just get on the page and, you know, do it in summertime next year or the year after, you know. We always talk about summer's kind of yeah. a time. I mean, you know, like Forbidden Door, right. truly make it <laughs> a Forbidden Door. You know, don't even, like, don't, you know, almost don't have matches announced. Like, maybe champions are just calling out open challenges. And we don't necessarily know what matches are going to happen. Yeah, who could come? Like but, yeah. you know, we're, we're obviously worlds away from that, Greg, but, you know, there is some glimmer of hope that, man, if we could get something like that, you know, especially like Lashley saying he'd like to take anyone on from anywhere, you know, why couldn't we do a U.S. Open Challenge and, you know, bring in a guy for a 
you know, for even a, a, a small run, you know, a tryout in a way on national TV mm-hmm. that might not normally get it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it'll be. All right. So give like me. I said, I, go ahead. I'll say, give me who are you still waiting to see? Uh, who's who's I that mean, Bray, type of Bray, mind when I mean Bray Wyatt is the one, right? I mean we gotta figure out what he's doing. That who you, or do you mean like independent one? No, I mean as far as anybody it's gotta be Bray. WWE I, I, as far as I keep thinking Bray, Bray, Bray. Like when is he coming back? Uh huh. Who is it for you? Um, Naomi? No. Three names come to mind. Uh Bray is definitely my number three. Okay. And um, I'd love to see him back in the NXT, or not NXT, in the uh, WWE um, family, but there's that chance he's going to end up in AEW. So that's why he's the number three, because I think he could go either way. And I I would trust Tony Khan to do as well or better with him than – um, Triple H can do. Um, it's about that creative control, and is Triple H willing to give more creative control to Bray over his character than Vince did? Because I think that's where the fiend unraveled because um, there was too many unexplained, you know, why did he lose to Goldberg in Saudi Arabia? Why did he lose here? Why did he lose there? Why- why did his character just right. lose and, its punch? Put on that. Yeah. Out of a match. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I heard there was some, you know, headbutting about how that character should go. So I trust Triple H a lot more with it than Vince, but I can see it. he would be amazing in AEW too. So that's why I'm kind of have Bray on number three on my list. Um, number two, is kind of for the same reason is Johnny Gargano. We already talked about him. And there's a lot, lot greater chance now with Triple H in control that uh, Johnny Gargano is stays WWE and ends up on the main roster where he should have been a long, long time ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can respark uh, DIY and have another legit tag team or we can keep them enemies and have another banger of a match. You know, that third match that they had in the in the uh, warehouse, we're going to figure that match even happened and have a legitimate uh, third match in the series between Champ and Gargano that would bring the house down again. Um, so I'd love to see Johnny Gargano back under Triple H for the run that he hasn't had in uh, on the main roster yet. But again, I can see him in AEW also. Mm-hmm. So those are my uh, number two and number three. Number one is going to be a name that you haven't thought about in a while. And I haven't even mentioned him, so I'm sure it's a surprise. But this guy um, was it in NXT a while ago. Um, all the fanfare, all the momentum, and unfortunately, he just kind of went off the rails, and he had some uh, personal issues, we'll say, and you know, got in trouble, got kicked out, and it's been 
haven't looked up, but I would say at least two, almost three years since we've seen him on uh, WWE or NXT TV. And I think that's plenty of time to rehabilitate your image, been working on it and get your life together, get ready to come back and do big things. And this guy can do the biggest things. Um, oh, no. Triple H can in control. <laughs> no. Not Bo Dallas? Uh, no, not Bo Dallas. But this guy could be the biggest star in WWE, period. If you bring him back and just add some more shine on him than he had before, which in NXT, he was amazing. He could be even better. Um, again, with Triple H in control and the um, the the lights and thunder he had before. So does it does another name come to your mind? Any no, name? I'm on the edge of my seat though, Greg, waiting as you can tell. <laughs> my guy Cesaro. Velveteen Dream. Talk about guys under 25 who would be amazing on the main roster. Imagine radio silent. Like, yeah. We have seen hide nor hair of him, and I'm sure he's been, you know, uh, rehabilitating his image. Right. And and getting his life right. But when he was on, he was amazing. And his match was phenomenal. He's still, I'll still give you. Give us that. He should be adding right. I agree. And those entrances were amazing. His promos were amazing. And his matches were were fire. So I've said it many times, one of my favorite storylines in the last 10 years was the whole Say My Name storyline with Alistair Black. Um, just simple but brilliant and the way that the, they all carried it out was awesome. So I think you bring back Velveteen Dream, you know, taking it, he's brought his life around, life around and he's good to go, that this guy could be mega, mega bucks on the main roster, just taking what he did in the NXT and just turning it up even more. And like he you said, I think the that. biggest star. Yeah, taking enough time has passed. The fact that he hasn't been anywhere, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen him anywhere advertised anywhere. So, uh, yeah, uh, real quick, Greg, who do you think somebody brought this up before? Who should Edge's final match be against? I mean, is the easy name John Cena because those two have been tied so much at the hip, or should it be Randy? Um, no, we. we been there done that enough with randy uh going back to wrestlemania going back to the greatest wrestling match ever and that whole chaotic series of matches i think it's been there done that uh edge's final match um actually i think it would be fun to do it against batista and relive that match that they had. Um, you know, I guess that comes to mind. Go out there, Christian. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I mean, in a way, what that, I mean, that's full circle as it could be. But Gangrel, can Gangrel come back one time? Or really, Greg, That'd I mean, could be Edge of Christian as a whole. <laughs> if you really, you know. Yeah. If you think about it. Edge and Christian hard. together. For... They all retire at once. <laughs> that's how that. They all retire. They all go in the Hall of Fame together. Actually, Edge and Christian have already been in. Or did they? Did Edge and Christian already go in together or just Edge? I believe it was just Edge. Okay. I knew it was Edge for sure. I'm not certain, though. But then, yeah, uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I have Edge on the mind because Edge's A-W, or A-E, A-N-E biography here tonight, and then he has his rivalry, like, show with John Cena after that, so, um, it's all about Edge on my brain today, Greg, so, Edge of Batista, I hadn't really thought about that one, but, um, Right. And then he had a, a great series of matches with Mark Henry. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. I mean, in a way, if you wanted to do Edge and AJ Styles, <laughs> loser leaves WWE. That's that's a way to write off one of them or both of them somehow. But um, yeah. Yeah. Too late to do Undertaker. So yeah, why not? Yeah. Oh well, Edge and Taker that would have made a lot of sense too. They have a lot of history. Back in the day, so. um, where do we put Edge in the top twenty-five? Yeah, I think I think for sure. Like, um, given his contribution um, from the Brew to the Edge and Christian era to um, an epic solo run, um, would you have done that even without the second act? Yeah, because then you had to throw in um, the Team Extreme era, um, the, the that first TLC match. Um, they changed the game for tag teams. And just the fact uh, that just he changed that personas, him and like JBL. Like, think about where Bradshaw started. <laughs> I mean, he was, True. you know, the smoking gun or whatever. The, what? No, no. Yeah. I thought it was smoking guns or something like that. Like there's a real random, you know, him and Billy Gunn might have been something like that. So um, to see Bradshaw turn around what he did. So, um, I mean, I guess Edge got, you know, Edge gets a little shafted, Greg, because he was in the John Cena era. I mean, you had Edge, or you had Cena, Orton, Batista, <laughs> Lesnar. I mean, you had, you know, you had that class came up just as Edge was getting the single start. So, yeah. you know, it, well, I get, you know, you know, a little bit after, but still, you know, a lot of those guys like Edge, like Ray, Eddie Guerrero, you know, you know, they got to be the top guy for a short time. I mean, Edge actually did get the run, but, you know, it seemed like a few times he got the, the carpet pulled out from him, but uh, he was always just right there. So, uh, and then that worked with, you know, La Familia, him and Vicky, <laughs> like that stuff, you know, and Chavo. And then with, uh, what was Alicia Fox? I think he, he's caught making out with her to, to end the wedding. And then Vicky goes haywire on him. So, yeah, talk about a career for Ed. So, uh, like I said, I, I think his time is winding down. 
you could kind of yeah, see Father Time creeping up on him. Yeah, but his contribution is he gets in before the second act even happens. So yeah, yeah. he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so that that's all we have to know. Um, but yeah. All right, anything else for the good of the cause, Greg? Um, yeah, shout out to Kofi Kingston. I saw him in the airport um, okay. a couple days ago with his kids. And um, also shout out to JR. I put him on a flight myself uh, just the day before yesterday hmm. uh, on a flight to Jacksonville. And um, he was one of the uh, VIPs that uh, came up and He's a, a small guy. You figure he'd be a little bit bigger, but he's a small guy, or at least he's smaller than he used to be. Yeah. But uh, very nice guy, and um, it was nice getting to talk to him for a couple minutes before you know putting him on the plane. So shout out Jr. and um, man, shout out to you all over the place, meeting all the wrestlers. All the wrestlers, yeah. Jeez, oh, man, it's like but that. so short he was short. <laughs> oh and rosario dawson who had her own little like complicated curtains right like she was all closed up uh, she did not want anyone other than people paying the money to see her and get her autograph wow okay yeah she legit <laughs> had curtains around like she just showed her sign on the front so, um, yeah all john cena last year um the C2E2 will be a WrestleMania weekend next year, though, Greg. So I'll be interested to see if they get any wrestling people uh, because it's literally March 31st, April 1st, and April 2nd. That's going to be oh, a very yeah. tough weekend to try to get. I mean, I guess you could get Hall. Well, depends on who's getting in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know, so 
my holy grail is still out there though. Uh, Stone Cold. I need to figure out when I can meet him. Who is your holy grail, Greg, to meet in person? Um, Triple H. Yeah. Ric Flair. Okay. Who, as much as I'm in the airport and I hear he comes through all the time, I still haven't seen him. Yeah. Um, and Brock Lesnar. You think we'll ever see Lesnar do the convention tours? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the FFA? Not Future Farmers of America or State Fairs? Uh, no. I don't know if there's a big enough. I mean, I, I thought hell no on Taker, Greg, but I mean, he, the money talked and he went there, so. Brock doing the circuit? No. He's between his WWE money and his UFC money. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll ever Sable. see him on the circuit. I was we don't see Sable out there. I, I think some of those, like, 2000s women, like Candice Michelle, Christy Hemme, um, you do see Maria still out there with, you know, Mike. Uh, ben, yeah. You see them out, like, you know, not necessarily conventions, you know, here and there, but. Yeah, um, Candice Michelle. Corey Wilson, Stacey Keebler, like, you never see those women really. You know, at these things, so um, you would think their money have ran up, <laughs> has run up by now, Greg. So, um, yeah, but it was really, yeah, that was a really fun weekend to take her. Uh, you know, I thought last the last year I met Cena, CM Punk, Adam Cole, and Adam Hangman, Hangman Adam Page. So I was like, man, that's hard to top that. But Sasha, Trish, Lita, and and Taker might might have you know one up that so yeah I, you know like I said I don't know when I'm ever gonna meet Taker I mean this is the closest I was gonna be probably to meet him so um, I think you know like I said I think Stone Cold is up there for me The Rock uh, Triple H would complete my Evolution tour Greg because I met Orton Batista and Ric Flair I've met them at different conventions so. Um, I still need Moxley to complete my shield trifecta. Nice. Because I met Roman at World of Wheels right after his leukemia diagnosis. He was at the World of Wheels here in Indy. So that's why I'm like, why is Stone Cold not? <laughs> why is Stone Cold not doing a World of Wheels? I mean, that's cars. That's what he loves. So I'm hoping in the next couple of years he might, you know, show up and on his beer and I can I can finally add to my tattoo of his signature. I've already said, Greg, I, I'm going to get the signature, book a tattoo appointment that day, and uh, be like, I want this. Just put it on there. So I'll spend all my money on that. <laughs> but, hey, there you go. That would be cool. Um, and then women-wise, I mean, it's still got it's Be Becky and Bailey for me and Charlotte. Like, I want to I want to complete the four horsemen. Becky and Bailey are probably my top. I'm scared to stare next to Charlotte because she's going to look so much taller than what she is. <laughs> and she'll wear heels, Greg, so you know she's going to be like six feet <laughs> just powering over. Right. You um, already I, know who my group is. Oscar and... Nikita? Nikita and Charlotte. Because... <laughs> I'm tall. I don't have to worry about it. Um, 
see you too. All right. Um, I did watch the Charlotte Stone Cold podcast. Um, it really, you know, I thought I it was. I don't think she wanted to touch the Becky stuff as much as Stone Cold wanted her to. Uh, I, I definitely think there's a shift there. Uh, it kind of sucks because you think back how close the four horsemen were, Greg, and you know, you think they're going to, you know, and I know people change. And I mean, Becky's a mom and married. And uh, now Charlotte did make a good point that I think they both relied on each other a lot. But now that they're married, now you have that support of, you know, yeah. a husband. So that actually helps that. But, um, and who knows, you know, I mean, I don't, we, I don't think we envision Trish and Lita being best friends <laughs> down the road. And now they're showing up at conventions together or, or Stone Cold in the Rock. So maybe, maybe down the road, Charlotte and Becky mend the fences and, you know, kind of get back together on the same page. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. But interesting, you know, and then he did ask about, um, he did bring up Sasha and Naomi walking out and, you know, she gave the old company line, like, you know, do what they need to do. I'm not going to comment on it, but I am going to comment on it. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, not not much. I I thought it'd be a little more telling, I guess. You know, it's one of those, like, you know, there's because I think there's a lot behind Charlotte. And, you know, you just have to crack that, crack those layers of it. So. Right. All righty, we will get off here. Uh, back at it next week. And then I is next no is next week. Is that all out weekend? No, the week after. Sorry. We'll have one more week, and then we'll have our busy. We'll have to figure out what time to go live on Saturday morning. Uh, since Clash of the Castle will be live at one thirty or one one you know one ish starting time, so. Um, we'll do a little breakfast, <laughs> breakfast super cake edition, and then uh, go live on Sunday to preview worldwide and all that. So, um, yeah, thanks for watching. Enjoy the evening, and talk to you guys later. Peace.